Hello, welcome. Episode two of the Living Room Chat podcast. We made it. We made it. What we, is this? We said at the end of the last, the first episode, mate, this plant's right in the way. I can't really see. What, <laughs> let me move a little bit. Look. It's a beast, this plant. It is a beast. Um, the end of the first episode, we said that only, I think, 50% of all podcasts only have one episode. Mm. We haven't finished this episode yet, but hopefully... By the end of it, we'll have two. So we were beating that one, and now we're chasing down a 10. The statistics, uh, I thought it was um, podcasts don't make it to 10 episodes, but then I know when we were speaking to Ian, he said it was 20 episodes. Yeah. Which is... And only, I had another stat, I think it's only something like 3% of all podcasts make it to 100 episodes. Yeah. Or might even be less than that, because that sounds quite large. Yeah. Right. We got we got to do we got to do twenty at least so yeah absolutely um, if not more if not more anyway what's good with, what's about with you mate how you uh, how's your week been uh well World Cup's here it doesn't feel like the World Cup's here though. Weird, do you know it? what I mean it's a strange kind of uh, yeah when it's cold and you're going to watch the first game of the group honestly stages. honestly so I watched the, obviously everyone watched the first thing going on I'm assuming <laughs> um, I was driving. Not far from where you are. She drive to pick my mates up. Yeah. To drive back to Tilehurst to go to the pub. Yeah. It was pissing down with rain. Yeah, it's horrible. It was cold. Yeah. Got to the pub. There was like we got to the pub at twelve because I thought I'd be a bit of an atmosphere. There was no one there. Had a pint of Guinness. Didn't take my coat off because it was so cold. <laughs> and a great game. I like, really enjoyed it once it got going. Of course, yeah. Um, but it was just it's just a weird weird situation, isn't it? How do you feel about watching games at home versus in the pub? I must admit. I do love what going to the pub for a good game. Yeah. But actually, I've watched most of the games and I've been sat at home working and I've enjoyed them just as much. I love the idea of going to the pub and, you know, atmosphere and everything. It's one of those, like, expectations versus reality things because mm. you go there and then... And I don't feel like you watch a game properly when you're at the pub either. No, because you're kind of chatting and then you go into the bar and then you kind of little, miss little bits, don't you? Yeah. And I hear what you're saying. You go to the toilet and miss a goal, especially in that England game because there's like goals every Goals every minute. Every time there's a goal, there's beer everywhere and there's just like five minutes of carnage and then it settles down and there's another goal. So you're not really seeing what's not going really, on. Not really, yeah. I'm not really getting the full experience. Whereas you watch... I watched the France-Australia game last night. So we're filming oh, yeah. this on a yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. So we've we've, right. we've done Group A, Group B, Group C games all done. Is that right? I think so. Is, is there eight groups? I don't know. A, B, C, D. No, it's 32 teams. So yeah, it must be eight groups. Yeah. Okay, who cares? Um, France, Australia was a good game. And, yeah, I, watched, was... and I watched Denmark, Tunisia. That was a good game. That was 0-0, wasn't it? Good game, though. And good then game. Australia went 1-0 up. And it then did. France... And then it was two and a half time. And then France got two quick goals in the second half and just yeah. Yeah, saw it out comfortably. Yeah, France won it last time, didn't they? They did. They yeah. did. Beat Croatia after they beat us in the semi-finals. <laughs> I, I, uh, I posted a tweet yesterday that said, if I was a French marketing manager yeah. on a mission to improve the sales of iced coffee, yeah. I'd be working on the Mbappe frappe. <laughs> did that go down well I don't think anyone saw it <laughs> I thought it was yeah, funny is anyone still on Twitter these days Elon Musk is yeah apparently so yeah. <laughs> that went down well I imagine um, one of the topics I thought we'd jump straight in and talk World Cup because obviously it's quite common it's quite a good start on our podcast literally the start of a World Cup because <laughs> yeah. no matter what, what there's always stuff to talk about isn't there there's going to be rugby fans if any rugby fans are tuning in then I'll fuck with these guys well when we get to episode like 25 in February or 20 <laughs> yeah. in February how long anyway Six Nations we can talk about Six Nations then can't we yeah we'll get through it we'll go yeah, with the times sports. go with the times but World Cup a um, yeah. couple of interesting points the additional time added on <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. You are you are you enjoying it? I am actually. Oh, so am I. Yeah, was it? It was fifteen minutes in the England game, wasn't there it? Was, no, there was no. It was yeah, fourteen minutes in the first half, thirteen because, minutes in the second half. Yeah, because I know Matey Boy broke his nose in in the first yeah. half, so yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah. enough. But yeah, generally I like it because you know, like two or three minutes extra time, like it's irrelevant, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas if there's ten minutes, it's yeah. like a lot can happen. Tell you what was cool when it was. Um, did you watch the Argentina Saudi Arabia game? I sort of caught the end of it. Yeah. 
So yeah, and it went on for five minutes over the yeah. It was so eight that minutes. was I think it was eight minutes at a time in that yeah. game. And obviously, Argentina were chasing Saudi Arabia on the verge of their biggest victory in their history. Do you hear the king of Saudi Arabia is giving everyone a day off today? Has it? Yeah, like it's <laughs> well, a national being, holiday. Being Argentina, <laughs> literally in the yeah. group stages. <laughs> <laughs> but a massive thing, though, isn't it? And people said with England, we were playing around, so we should have. Like I think I said on our podcast, we, if we don't beat them six 0 then are we really a team? You did say that. I did didn't you I? Did say it's that, like I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And six two was a great re- great result. Disappointment conceded a couple of goals. Yeah. But that could have easily been not like that. And you look at Argentina losing to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia are ranked far less, far lower down the world rankings than Iran are. Really? Iran are like early 20s. I think they're like 20, ranked 21st in the world. And Saudi Arabia are something like 50th. Because when I saw all of the hype about Saudi Arabia in the game yesterday, they're always at the World Cup, aren't they, Saudi yeah, Arabia? Yeah, but because they're playing like, I don't know, teams of farmers and <laughs> yeah. and uh, and you know, self-employed people yeah. well, I don't anything wrong with being self-employed <laughs> <laughs> but you know not professionals is what I was what I was fishing for there. Yeah, sure. so you can imagine they're going to score like 10 in a World Cup qualifier game but yeah. it doesn't take anything away like I say that there's no easy apart from Qatar because they were terrible there's no easy game in the World Cup because everyone's there on merit there's a certain standard there is yeah, yeah I agree and even like Tunisia yesterday against Denmark Denmark are a good side they've got a good team or that you know perceived they got to the yeah. semis last time now we beat them in the Euros semi didn't we yeah we beat them in the semi-final of the Euros 2020 yeah is that when Christian Eriksen had the that was the world no yeah that was the Euros it was wasn't the it? Euros yeah, yeah. But they got to the semi-final and that's when England beat them England, and they didn't deserve yeah. to lose I mean we, we played well in that game but they didn't deserve to lose necessarily as much as they did I think it was I think it was 3-0 2-0 or 3-0 anyway but they they come on stuff against Tunisia it yeah, really did. Like it was a good game. Tunisia are up for it. Mm. There's a great clip. Hopefully, editing skills. You can put this clip in. First minute, the Tunisian uh, defender came sliding across and took the took the ball and took the player and got up. It's like yeah, come on, hammering his shirt. It's the first minute. He just won a tackle. <laughs> Honestly, put the clip in. It's brilliant. It's so that. good, and that just sums up. You know, when you do watch the games in the World Cup. You forget about all the the shit that's gone on, yeah. how it's even there in the first place, everything that's happening, and you focus on the football, and you can tell the the players are there wanting to play, and there's a World Cup. It's the biggest game of their lives. Yeah, and I know. Last time we were talking about the Ronaldo interview, did you yeah. watch that? I didn't. Well, I, well he... I saw the I saw that. I know we said we would watch it. I watched the highlights and sort of clips of it. He yeah. got what we wanted, didn't he? But anyway, just, go on. Just don't lie on our podcast in the future. Yeah. Um. No, I said, oh, hang on a minute, if we go back, I think I said they're out Wednesday on Thursday. I'm looking forward to watching them. Fair enough. I didn't say I'm 100% watching them. So um, anyway, Ronaldo was like, yeah, he's not bothered about the World Cup being in November in Qatar because he's, he's, if you're a professional footballer, you've known this is coming for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, it's almost, Ronaldo is so in, I think he's so intelligent. We should have a Ronaldo yeah. segment every um, podcast, shouldn't we? Yeah. All we talk about. Because there's another thing I wanted to talk about with him as well. But first of all, he planned that interview months ago because we said about it. He said he was going to come out. Everything he, everything he wanted to say was going to come out eventually. Yeah. I reckon he planned the interview two weeks before the World Cup, knowing full well that he's going to get his contract terminated and the World Cup becomes his, basically his, his interview. Because yeah. if he has a good World Cup, he wants a Champions League team, doesn't he? And someone will go in for him. And it's almost like he's set his own interview. Yeah. Um, well, any club would take... Who wouldn't take Ronaldo? Burnley like... wouldn't. Did you watch the... Um, <laughs> what? Burnley wouldn't, yeah. You obviously haven't seen that clip. So, um, half-time with France-Australia. Yeah. Gary Lineker um, was saying, oh, they've just broken news. Um, Ronaldo's left Man United by mutual consent. And they had uh, Alan Shearer, Didier Drogba and Vincent Company, who's the manager of Burnley. And uh, they were talking about it, and Gary said to Vincent, uh, "Would you have him at Burnley?" And he goes, "No, I want players that can run." What? <laughs> so, and then Gary says, "Oh, so he wouldn't even get in the Burnley team?" Yeah, no, that's that's um, that's Vincent Company's loss, I reckon. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to go to Burnley, is he? <laughs> Maybe Stoke. He could do it in a cold night what? on Tuesday night in Stoke, couldn't he? Who was it? Who? Um, remember Edgar Davis, who went to the random like lower league club, like late on. Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. He was a quality player, wasn't he? 
Yeah, and he had he had the thing about him. I think when when the weirder you look, the more rememberable you are. Yeah. So I think you can be. He was w- in. The, the, the Dutch have already played, haven't they? Netherlands have played yet. I'm yeah, pretty sure I saw him. He yeah. was wearing. He's like the assistant coach. He was wearing sunglasses, wasn't he? Is he? And it was yeah. like night night time. I think there's Legend. there's. Yeah, if you if you look a bit weird, so people remember you, you can be a worse football player, but people think you're better. I mean, he, he was quality. In Interesting. But I remember... Um, Give me another example, I don't really agree like, with that. Uh, like <laughs> David Luiz and his big hair. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that's all you got, isn't it? That's all I've got, yeah. Robbie Savage? Was he that weird? He yeah, had like long hair, blonde he? hair, didn't he? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was, saw Robbie Savage's last uh, professional game over at the JC Stadium. Did you really? Yeah, many moons ago. Cool chat. <laughs> was he? Was he? Who's he playing for? Birmingham. I think it was Derby. Oh yeah, yeah of course it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, that's that's football yeah. covered off. With well, the... the other thing about the World Cup, I was just the inconsistency in some of the decisions. I wanted to talk yeah. about because like not very long because it's a bit boring and no one wants to talk about VAR, but. England game, for example, like Harry Maguire should have had a penalty in the first five minutes when he was being literally hugged. Do you remember? No? Well, again, because I was in the pub. It was I don't remember. I, yeah. I was probably at the bar. <laughs> well, he, he, it was a stonewall penalty and then obviously the final kick of the game was the penalty that Iran scored, which yeah. was a nothing penalty. No. Which was ridiculous. And then the VAR, I think it was in, I can't remember which game it was. I don't doubt. I think Italy haven't played yet, have they? There was a VAR decision and it was like a, a big handball shout. It was the Denmark game. Big handball shout. Ref went over to the screen and didn't give a penalty. Because obviously normally it goes screen to Stonewaller, isn't that? I, I look at those refs in front of the screen with the whole stadium and yeah. everyone watching them. I pressure. Think that's a lot of pressure. Absolutely. That's a lot of pressure. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then also the first game of the tournament, four minutes in, yeah. a goal against against Qatar. Yeah. I turned on the telly literally four minutes in, saw the goal, yeah, and the VAR decision overturned. Overturned. Yeah, I think work it out. I think he was offside actually. They worked out he was offside because the goalie had run ahead, hadn't he? I think. So, so if the goalie's ahead, and this I don't know, you this. need two players behind the ball. So normally that's one defender and the goalie, but if the goalie's come out, you still need two players behind the ball. Right. So two attack defending players. Yeah, because obviously the goalie usually. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. I think the reality is no one really understands VAR, do they? Well, I think we're still in the or understand the decisions and how they come about. Like but... we're none of us are football experts, but we spend our lives watching it. Yeah. And there's some decisions that you think that's he's either been paid to make that decision or he's blind. Yeah, I mean, I accept that sometimes there's human error, and you can you know, miss stuff. What annoys me the most, and I think a lot of people share this uh, frustration, is the inconsistency between games. Yeah. Like, it's either a penalty or it's not a penalty. Okay, there can be a bit of a grey area of human error, but when some are given in some games and the next game the exact same situation happens and it's not Mm. given, that's going to piss people off. It does, doesn't it? I think so. I think with VAR, we're still in the early stages of figuring out the technology yeah I think it will improve over time but how it's been here five years yeah it must be now so I think it's still quite early days although yeah, although maybe. it was probably late to come to the party anyway because you look at like tennis you look at the technology yeah they have in tennis and, and rugby's the same like they've had rugby, it for years and they and then in America with like American football and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, so I I like VAR but I think it's just not there yet cool one thing I wanted to chat through, moving on, it's kind of segue. And, oh, I love a segue. Don't You're I? good at the segues, yeah. You should come to the party with segues. They're great fun. Yeah. So back to Ronaldo and my segues into social media because I right. want to talk to you a little bit about social media. One thing that happened to me this week and I know one thing that happened to you as well and I just wanted to talk about it openly just because I... Yeah, man. Yeah, it's one of those things. But anyway, I'll start with the segue from Ronaldo. Did you see the photo of him and Messi? Yeah, was it Louis Vuitton? And... Yeah, and the chessboard. Yeah, so cool. So the the uh, highest liked Instagram photo starring a sportsman is the second overall ever now. Something like, I think it was like 40 million likes. Cool though. Cool photo as well. I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's cool. It's a very cool photo. And Ronaldo has... I think... 493 million followers. 
the most followed person on Instagram. That's that's a big yeah. percentage of the world population. With eight, it's just clicked over eight billion people now in the world. Yeah. So what's that? Well, that's not that <laughs> I good. don't know. But it's probably a sixteenth of the world's population. It's, almost, yeah, it's half a billion. Yeah, sixteenth. So that's mad. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Anyway, so that was my segue into yeah. social media. So. What I wanted to ask you, because obviously you're very active on social media, you're on TikTok yourself, we yeah. obviously use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube for our businesses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the incident I had is I, I was doing a really nice thing and there's a house that a hoarder's lived in yeah, and they've completely, I mean the house is just, I mean it's an absolute state, yeah, yeah. absolute state. And you know obviously the video I'm talking about, I did a little yeah. video and I think I got the tone wrong on the video. Just looking back at it now, it wasn't that I was making fun of it. It was just the shock. And I thought people would want to see what some houses can look like. Yeah. But I got quite a bit of um, feedback and sort of quite negative comments from people. Yeah. Direct messages of people having the time to direct message me to say, I think you're a dick. And yeah. I didn't mean it. I, I'm actually, I gave up my time to help clean the house to get it ready to market. Yeah, I just I saw got the, the tone wrong. You saw the video. Yeah. And I know you had a similar incident with a post about the England game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. And you say you, you got it wrong. You got it wrong for a percentage of the people who watched it. Yeah. You probably didn't get it wrong for another percentage of the people who watched it. Most, mo- 90, 90% of people who watched that and thought, well, that's a, that's a shit of a house. And yeah. not really thought any more of it. And I think it's impossible to... I mean, we know... Trouble is, you know you're not going to please everyone with something. Yeah. But when, but when you know that you displease someone, like, I hate that. Mm. So, like, with the England post, just woke up. I just shared a post about England supporting the country. And then... Do you know who made that post, by the way? It was your post. It was, it? yeah. I showed your Loads post. Loads of people did it. Yeah. They thought it come from head office. It wasn't. That was my. That yeah, was my I thought skills. it come from head office. That was my silky skills. It's good, isn't it? Well done. Cheers. I don't get in trouble. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the World Cup's very sensitive. So, mm. I'm just not used to thinking about. I'm just just posting. Just yeah. Just post. I'm yeah. not really used to like thinking but about. The point I had, you know, from a business and a professional outfit, mm. as a state agency as we are. Yeah. Do we have a certain line that we shouldn't cross? Or, or we should we just have be able to post anything we want and deal with the reactions? Because for me, it, it really affected me. Yeah, I, and, I remember speaking to you after. And I deleted the video immediately yeah. because I didn't for one moment want someone thinking that about me, that I didn't care. Someone said that um, hoarding is a sign of depression. Yeah. Do you think depression's funny? No, no, of course I fucking yeah. don't think depression's funny, you stupid prick. But then I looked at it myself and thought, actually, I was smiling in the video and some of the comments were laughing. Yeah. And actually I thought, okay, fine, let me take my, let me take my uh, hat off thinking, hang on a minute, he's being a dick to me. Actually, that's his opinion. Mm. And he could be a potential seller and the damage that could do to my business by him telling all of his friends, don't use avocado property because they don't care about depression. Yeah, from one... And you, and you don't know where video. it's going to go and what's going to happen. But is that just... Is that the, the good bits of social media and, and, and the bad bits? You take the rough with the smooth. I think for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you deleted that video because you agreed with the counterpoint that was made. Yeah. I think if you hadn't have agreed with it personally, you could have brushed it off easier. I agree, yeah. I'm I not... just... I was so... It genuinely affected me. Like, I couldn't sleep yeah. that night. And it's, it sounds a bit weird and... When you're running your own business, you can't really explain to people how much like anxiety you get about things yeah. and not knowing where your next paycheck's coming from. It's yeah. it's horrible. And then when something like that, so small, just a direct message on Facebook saying how much they disagree with me and how much of a dick they thought I was, yeah. really affected me. Because they don't know that you're you're giving up your time to help clear that yeah. house, and you're. And then my my anger and frustration turned to anger at myself. For getting the tone wrong, yeah, because I could have done that. That video could have been amazing for my business, showing genuinely how much of a nice guy I am, helping yeah. a client tidy. Like literally, the house is honestly, it's the worst house I've ever been to. Yeah, well, there, was a dead, there was a dead rat in the kitchen. I had to clean it up, 
and I'm, I'm going to spend hours cleaning that up. Yeah, it's a big job. It's a big job, a big job. just to get it ready to market so they can yeah. get the best price. Yeah. That's the story that people will fight fair play. He's doing a good thing there. Yeah. But I got it wrong. It annoyed me. I was more annoyed at myself afterwards than the actual comment yeah. itself. But I think I think we're all learning, aren't we? I think the alternative is to do what all of the big brands do and post everything very vanilla, down the middle, boring, like and, and you don't divide anyone, but you're just vanilla and yeah. no pays attention. Yeah. I think, you know, with that video, you're gonna take lessons away from that. With my posts about the World Cup, yeah, and because you deleted the post as well, didn't you? Yeah, because I thought what was just for the listeners, what was and the and the watchers, yeah, if there are any. What was the what was the what were the presence? I mean, what was the what was the comment? Uh, just uh, someone made a comment about anybody. Uh, the World Cup should be boy, boycotted yeah. for human rights reasons. Like I'm going to watch the World Cup, but I decided that I don't need to promote it alongside yeah. my business. Yeah, you know, and I think I've come to that. Terms as well. I'm watching every England game. Yeah, and I'm this is and this is the come back to the point I made a second ago. Like the difference between a personal account and a business account. Yeah. On my personal account, you can you can post stuff wherever you want, really, can't you? Yeah. I mean, it, within reason, obviously, you're not breaking the law. Post whatever you want. But then it comes back <laughs> to the point, like our business is our personal brand. Yeah. So if someone sees Ryan Bloomfield on Instagram, being an idiot or promoting the World Cup, or whatever it may be, yeah. and then links that back to my business, is that going to indirectly affect me anyway? Because we are the brand. We are the brand. I've got a question. How do you swear in front of your clients? Um, yeah, I do, like a few of them I do, yeah. Cause I've, like if it's, you know, Mrs. Jones, you know, who's been in the house yeah, 40 years, yeah. I'm, very, I'm like the grandson she never had. But yeah, some clients, yeah, we yeah, swear quite a lot, actually. Because I'm like, I, I do say the old cuss word. Sorry, mum. <laughs> uh, and and I've, I've wondered if, if swearing on social media is, is like, you know, appropriate or whatever, or like, I think on one of the partner chats or something, I dropped an F-bomb and then immediately I was like, oh, sorry, do I swear? Like, it's in, yeah. Uh, and then I realised the, the clients who I get on with the best and have the best relationships with are the ones who like swear on the phone to me all the time. So I, I think it's a case of if you're using like like swear words, in my opinion, are there to emphasise a point, and it's yeah. and it's just kind of the way you talk. Yeah. Like, I I say shit in front of my daughter who's seven quite a lot. Sorry, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren hasn't watched the first episode yet, so hopefully you don't watch the first fifteen twenty minutes of this one as well. Yeah, we do, and we do. We swear in front of our daughter. And that's not because, you know, we're horrible people. Just emphasising a point. It's just in our, it's in our <laughs> vocabulary. As a, I thought it was a good... I heard, didn't I? I'm pretty sure I read a story. People that swear are often have a higher IQ. Higher IQ. Yeah. I can believe that. But then... But in answer to your question, yeah, I think when you... when It's more relaxed, isn't it? When you're, if you're swearing in front of a clock... Because we swear in normal life. Like, down the puppy yeah. mates. Fuck, that was a bad tackle. Or yeah. whatever it may be. And I think I'm really bad at like drawing the line between what's personal matter and what's yeah. professional matter. And then when you're on an appointment, you've obviously, you, you know, as much as we are ourselves, we're probably only, let's be honest, what, 90% of our normal selves? On, like for me on evaluation, I'm very, I come across as very um, approachable and personable. Yeah. But then maybe not, like certainly in the start, not necessarily seeing the real me. Yeah, I mean... You've got to let the appointment evolve before you can show yeah. everything about you. Yeah, it's client by client, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. And I think also, going back to your video, that's why like personal branding is so important because like, you don't want to upset someone with a video. Yeah. But then if you just go straight down the line all the time, you're never really going to get reactions to your content. Yeah. Who are you? Well, I, I posted a TikTok video recently. Um, did I talk about this in the last episode? I don't want to repeat myself. It's fine, but... go the algorithm got hold of it, like 400,000 views. And what's amazing is like just reading all of like the 200 comments. Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's chipping yeah. in. Um, and then look at most of these accounts where accounts that haven't posted any content themselves. Yeah. Um, like egg nog three, three, six, two, two. Yeah. With, with no videos. Yeah. Um, you're uh, a dick, Matt. Shit hair. It's just interesting that shit hair, people, um, I do need a trim, but... <laughs> yeah, so do I. 
um, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. People, you know, usually the people who shout the loudest on social media are the people who are not saying anything themselves. Yeah, yeah. Interesting though, but as you said, lesson learned. And I, I thought it'd be interesting to get your point of view because obviously you're very much on in yeah. the world of social media. Yeah. Um, so it was an interesting point. Interesting point. Yeah, so we, we are, we're not perfect, but we uh, no. do what we can. But who is? Like, who is perfect at the end of the day? Everyone makes mistakes. The problem is now, you make a mistake. That's the wrong password. I'm just trying to get my thing up so I can see what we're going to talk about next. You make a mistake in life when you're driving or stuff, and you, you oh, God, that was awkward. You make a mistake on social media, before you know it, thousands of people have seen it. Yeah. Like, that video yeah. had, like, three and a half thousand views in about half an hour. Oh shit! Yeah, it went. It went. But it was a good. It was. It was an engaging video. As I said, the tone was wrong. But we talked yeah, about that enough. That makes it even more annoying, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, because it could have gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know? Um, <laughs> Repost it. Yeah, I posted that video of when we were filming our last. Uh, we did a little. We do a little market updates. We do like a twelve stages of uh, moving house on our business accounts, and we've just filmed a couple last week. And when George walked across the screen, yeah, the dog. And I pushed him away. I cut that into like a 16 second clip, put that on. I got like 17, 18,000 views. Oh, really? On Facebook. Oh, wow. For like, and no reason, put any money behind it. Just yes. took off. Yeah. But then Instagram got 300 views. Weird. I think, I think we try too hard with our professional content sometimes. Or I've noticed the harder I try with something, the, the less reaction, the less you, reaction get. you get. Absolutely. Like a quick update when you sat in your car about an experience you just had on a viewing or an evaluation, yeah. bang that out. That could get a thousand views, ten thousand views. You don't know what's going to, yeah. how it's going to get caught up in the algorithm. Yeah. But then you spend an hour on a full production, like get the stats ready, spend another hour editing it, ping it out, hundred views. Yeah. Cheers. Um, well, I've got a cool topic I want to discuss. Um, I think only a couple of people listened to our first episode. It's only because I told them to, and I had to. They had to listen to it and give me feedback. Awesome. So cheers, Connor. Cheers, Andy. Um, but one of them, my brother, said he quite liked the estate agency bit we talked about. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I thought was a bit strange for him. The inside scope. The inside yeah. scope or scoop. Um, mate, I wanted to talk about poor habits of estate agents. Okay. What's the worst habit of an estate agent? And I'll give you an example of where it came from. So I met a lady on a viewing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. She sold a house in May. Yeah. She was under offer for four months. June, July, August, September. The house she was buying pulled out. Mm. So her buyer then pulled out and she went back to market. Yeah. I was like, okay. And she goes, I've got two viewings booked in. I was like, great. When have they done any new photos or done you done anything? No, they've relaunched it. Okay, great. What does that con- you know consist of? Oh, they put it back on right move. Mm. Right, okay. So I went back on the phone. Bear in mind May was beautiful sunshine, burnt grass. You know where I'm going with this. The photos, you're going through the right or right move, and I found it instantly because it was a beautiful sunny shot. There's flowers in the front garden. The grass at the back was, half of it was still sort of tarnished from the sun. And it just looked so out of place. You could just tell that it'd been on the market for six, seven months, and it's just going to deter a buyer. I think that's poor estate agency. So what you're saying is the agent should have gone out again Absolutely. and taken seasonally appropriate photos. Yeah, definitely. And maybe reevaluate the price gone the same. We all know yeah. the market's dropped in the yeah. last six months. So I just think it's it's just and, and yeah, I was guilty of it on the high street. You put you know, sale falls free, back online. But I think now in this marketplace, people deserve a little bit more in my opinion. I agree that people deserve more. I'm going to counter the point about the photos, though, because I think I think you have you have good photos and bad photos. Yeah. And for me, the advert has one job, and that's to get people people's attention. Yeah. Okay. So whether you do that with summer photos, with winter photos, you know, the house you buy in winter, you're also buying for summer. Yeah. Valid and point. I I had a I had a viewing at like five o'clock the other evening, and it was dark and it was wet and it was horrible. And the owner was like, oh, can we reschedule the viewing for when it's like daytime or whatever? We don't know if it's going to be raining on Saturday and then we're yeah. going to push it back again. I was like, they're buying the house in winter. They're also going to be able to enjoy it in summer. Yeah. No, good point. Good point. Interesting though. Yeah, but I, I do think... I still think marketing, you should be redone. I, I, 
I agree with the point, like, it should be thought about. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, we're just putting this back on right move. What else should we, 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 should we be doing? What else could we be changing? Yeah. Um, what's, yeah. The, um, what's the worst thing you've ever done as an estate agent? The worst thing I've ever done? Yeah. <sighs> Nothing. I'm perfect. <laughs> well, you never left the back door open. No, I you haven't. never broke a key in a lock. I, I haven't left the back door open. I've broken a key in a lock. I've always gone, so many times I've gone back and checked a door, which I've already locked. Yeah. Done that so many times. More well, you times. you get back home and think, oh shit, did I lock that door? More times than I'd like to admit I've done that. But what's the worst thing I've done? I've regretted recommending solicitors. <laughs> Which no, that's another topic. Isn't it? <laughs> that's another topic. Mate, honestly, some of the solicitors I'm dealing with at the moment are, there's just no excuse for dreadful service. And a lot of them will say, okay, we're overworked. We've had loads, you know, lo- yeah. lo- and don't get me wrong, loads of conveyances have left the industry over the last two years. Like I, yeah. I read a stat, like over 3,000 conveyances across the UK have left their posts and haven't been replaced. So people are working a lot harder and they, they do have a lot of pressure on their shoulders. Yeah. But what I don't understand is my... So every time I agree a sale, mm. send out the memorandum of sale, leave it probably a week and then follow up on make sure draft contracts have gone out and stuff. Yeah. My first email to that solicitor literally says word for word, if there's anything you need to make this transaction move forward easier, please let me know. I'm happy to chase. Yeah. If they want me to chase the other side, I will do that for them. I don't want any money for it. I just want to yeah. make sure this goes through quicker. Yeah. Not one ever reaches out and says, can you do it? I don't know why they don't. Why yeah. don't you use us? I was, on the, I, I was sending emails to this list and not getting any response. I finally got them on the phone and they said, oh, let, let me search for this case and tapped away in his email. She goes, oh, all the correspondence I've got about this is from you. I was like, yes, motherfucker. I've been emailing you and you haven't been replying. Um, I also wonder if solicitors don't charge enough. What what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's well that's the same we've just done a video on this, haven't we? But volume conveyances over yeah. high street firms. High yeah. street firms typically charge more, but they have to compete with the volume solicitors. Yeah. But when when a solicitor's put charging, I mean, after all their costs and paying like some of the big agents, estate agents get massive referral fees, they half yeah. the conveyancing fee from the conveyancer. They maybe get paid four, maybe £500 per case. When yeah. that case, there's a lot of pressure they have to get right yeah. and that can take three months to go through. Yeah, and the rest. It's not a lot of money no, at all. not enough at all. And so Do you I... know what I think should, should um, throw out here? I think a state agency referral fee should be banned. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Because um... I know my big companies I worked for before, they made fortunes from referral fees yeah like 400 pound per case and they're doing 100 cases a month yeah it's like it's like another office like 40 they're making best part of you know 300 400 grand a year from referrals i i think it's something that it's it's not moving in the direction of improving the industry yeah i don't, i think what we're doing with avocado is fundamentally improving the industry absolutely and i, I don't think the way of conveyancing is set up now is it's getting worse and it's all governed around people everyone wants a bit of the pie whereas if they scrap yeah. referral fees and referral costs an estate agent would then recommend someone who they truly believe is the best person for that job not who's going to pay them the most referral the trouble is with conveyances as well I, I like what the online agents do in their portal setup so mm-hmm. all the clients have a portal you log in you see yeah. what's going on with the case yeah. um, it's great but if the person working on the case is no good, the it's relevant, isn't it? Yeah. No good. And there are some, you know, I've, I've worked with lots of solicitors where um, they've, they've had that set up and you can see what, everything that's going on. Yeah. But as you said, the person at the end of the phone is taking two weeks to check an inquiry. Yeah. What's the and point? then wait another two weeks to see a, re- a reply. Yeah. We've lost a month of a transaction. That's why people yeah. get pissed off. Yeah, absolutely. But like the process of moving house, actually, if everything's sent across perfectly the first time, and the searchers come back and they raise their inquiries and all the inquiries are answered immediately. Mm. If that went back and forth, it could probably be done in a week, maybe two weeks. It, it can be done yeah. quickly. And, and I've, I've, now we're running our own businesses and we are 
responsible for yeah. every step of the transaction. It's kind of on us, isn't it? Yeah. Because I know sometimes... I have to resort to copying in the clients now. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I call a sister, they don't answer. Or leave a message, oh, she's, she's busy, call back. Great, email another guy. Can you get a response? I just need to know if search has been paid for. Yeah. Client says I paid for them, but I just need to hear it from them. Yeah. Because I can't yeah. give the right advice. Yeah. And a week later, search is, search is paid for. That's all. No, no hello, no goodbye. Yeah, I get they're busy, but just come on, I just we can help. Like we are, yeah. we know what we're doing, and that's the problem. In, th- massive industry problem. Yeah, I agree. And and one thing I find frustrating is the good local firms aren't a good with their service, but are still doing everything like with paper forms, and so it's like, you know, that setup to me is annoying. Yeah. Like I, I had a client and and older client who you know isn't great with emails doesn't have a printer so i had to go over print off her documents yeah. from the solicitor for her take them over fill them out with it's her isn't it? scan them back in yeah. and i'm like there's got to be <laughs> got to be a better way isn't there it's got 2022 it's got to yeah. be a better way yeah anyway. how do we get onto solicitors where were we before that uh estate agency insights uh, okay yeah cool so I've got, I got a funny story. It's not a necessarily a mistake I made, but it's still a funny story. So I was 17 years old, doing viewings on a Sunday. It was the first viewing on a Sunday. I used to work 10 till 4 on a Sunday, and I'd literally get in the office at quarter to 10. Then my diary would be full, and I'd go out and do viewings every half an hour till 4 o'clock, drop the keys off, go home. Yeah, that was my, that was my viewing, a view, weekend viewing sales Sunday, assistant. Sunday. So I got to my first view at 10 o'clock. It was a townhouse on Central Avenue in South Reading. Central Avenue, yeah. yeah. Banging on the door. And they said, our tenants will be in there, let you in. I had a key anyway. Banging on the door. No answer. Anyway, went in. So I, we were there probably 20 minutes. Did the whole viewing, chatting away, chatting away. Um, master, I was like, you're going to love the master bedroom. <laughs> you know, I was coming in. <laughs> you see where this is going. Got up to the top floor. It was one of those ones that stairs go up and then you open the door into the master bedroom and then you've got yeah. the ensuite and dressing room. And um, <laughs> this Scottish guy sat up out of bed. He goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. <gasps> Mate, they were still fast. I've done the whole viewing. I was like, come on, go, 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 go. And uh, he started fucking chasing me down the stairs. Because <laughs> like, obviously, imagine waking up and just someone stood in your room. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was like an awkward opening the door and he just sat up as I walked through. I was like, yeah, it's the worst, isn't it? I... So that was probably the most like, embarrassing moment. I was literally ran out to my car. I was like, the class, like, bye clients, we'll give you a call Monday. Um, phone officers, just to let you know, you're going to get a call from the tenant. He's uh, he's proper angry. Shit. And they did you knock on the door. I was like, yeah, of course I did. So um, fast yeah. asleep. I'm I don't sure know what happened. Luckily, I didn't work. I only work the weekend. So I get back the next Saturday you and I was like, that. look at the three viewings of Central Avenue. I'm like, oh, no. Get <laughs> <laughs> back there. But it's, that was quite funny. That was quite a funny story. It's the worst though, isn't it? When there's tenants in the property and I feel really bad because, you know, like tenants paying to be there and they've got to fuck yeah, around you've got to respect. I say this to all my sellers, like, okay, it's, they don't own the house, but it is their home. Yeah. And we've got to respect that. Absolutely. Because yeah. it must be um, horrible. Well, no, and I, I've dealt with shared houses. Oh, I'm dealing God, with a couple of shared houses viewings now. Ever, aren't they? You know, it's not one tenant you've got to let know you're coming. Six. It's six tenants. Yeah. And everyone's working different fucking shifts and everyone goes to sleep at different times. They're the worst viewings, weren't you? When you get like a Victorian terrace, it's like a massive HMO of six bedrooms. You can't park. You know the client's probably going to be late and you've got to get there and you've got to knock on every single door. And it's like, it's awkward enough. Like, despite us portraying confidence as estate agents we are confident people but it's something still when you've got to knock on a door and be that awkward moment and you've got to do that six times throughout the house and some are awake some are not there then you've got to fumble with like the 20 keys you've got to work out which one opens the door ah oh, I'd rather just didn't buy it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you've had a couple of HMOs on the market yeah. recently haven't you yeah I wish I didn't no, <laughs> <laughs> no they're alright they're alright yeah. but it's um yeah, I always say that the bad landlords attract the bad tenants and the good landlords attract the good tenants. So um, Yeah, fair yeah. representation. Fair yeah. representation. Yeah. What other topics have you got to discuss? I've got probably one or two more. I wanted to talk about, have you seen in the news the FTX situation? No, I haven't. F- FTX is the cryptocurrency exchange. Fine, okay. Interesting. Um, run by a chap called Sam Bankman 
Freud or Freud, I think. Okay, is this the one that went bust? Yeah, recently. Yeah, I have seen. I Last saw a bit of that weeks, in the news. Yeah, uh, it's gone into bankruptcy because he was like, he was like in his twenties when he became a billionaire, wasn't he? Is that right? Is that yeah. the guy? Yeah. Yeah, and I think both his parents are like uh, compliance lawyers. Okay, awkward. He's, yeah, and he started. <laughs> um, he started FTX in 2019. Yeah, and he also had a crypto company before that. Blokes like billionaire. Yeah. And then you think, how how does you know yeah. someone who looks like this get like that? <laughs> and like Brain. we've all and the guy's got to be going to prison. It's got to be going. To so prison. what's the presence of the story? What what is the so, situation? Has he been a bit dodgy? Is he? So from what I can figure out, FTX is just like a cryptocurrency trading platform. Yeah. Have you got any crypto? No. No. Something and, I've ventured into. So you, you log on, you buy your Bitcoin, you sell your Bitcoin yeah. all on like a platform. Yeah. Um, and I think when he launched, he created his own cryptocurrency. Right, okay. Sold on the platform, right? So he's, he's launched and you're, you're trading Bitcoin and you can also trade this uh, FTT coin. Yeah. And then, so people were buying this FTT coin um, and it was trading, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then his other company had a leaked balance sheet uh, a few weeks ago, a start right. of the month, which showed that the majority of their assets were in this coin. Right. So this coin that they created yeah. made up for the majority of the assets the on the yeah, balance okay. sheet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then this, the balance sheet was leaked and then people started selling the coin. Yeah. And then a competitor, a competitor's uh, trading platform. Yeah. Who also traded the coin. Yeah. They said they were going to get rid of the coin off their platform. Okay. So then people lost confidence. And and then very and very quickly it all spiraled. And I think it went from like fifty bucks a coin to like it's like one dollar a coin now. Right. Um, Is and, it an actual thing though? Because I like I still don't understand Bitcoin. Like. It's a bit of computer data that, from what I understand, it's a computer, not, it's data, isn't it? That's it's code, yeah. Yeah, code. That's what yeah. I was looking for, code. And you've got a long line of code, and they segment off that bit of the code and go, that's a Bitcoin. And then another bit of code. That's, yeah. And yeah. then that can be used as currency, what the plan is around the world. Yeah, so it's like the, the blockchain is what it's built yeah. upon. Yeah. So whereas with, um, like, computing as we've known it you can copy and paste yeah freely you can't this code is locked in there's no way of taking yeah. of changing that and it runs on a computer network yeah so and the computer network in itself gives the system kind Security. of verifies the yeah. system Fine. yeah okay um interesting it's very complicated yeah no it sounds way too complicated for but yeah i thought this uh this ftx scandal and i couldn't get my head around it because as with all financial scams yeah. So basically what you're saying is you've lost a shitload of money on this FTT coin. <laughs> I haven't lost any money. <laughs> but some people have lost though, a lot of money. Yeah. Because I imagine you're buying this coin and all of a sudden it's not worth anything. It's funny because there's loads of like like tech companies and things. like You've obviously got the people that stand out that are you know, incredible. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Steve Jobs, that they've, the guys that created these companies. Yeah. Even uh, Jeff Be- Bezos, isn't it? The Jeff. Jeff Bezos. Bezos, yeah, yeah. So Zuckerberg and Bezos. Bezos, yeah. <laughs> so these guys are, and Elon Musk, obviously, causing that catchy, they've been incredible. But there's so yeah. many stories. There was another one in um, America. There was a, the, she was kind of dubbed as, she was the first self made billionaire under 30. The late, she's a lady. She ran a, it was, I want to say pharmaceutical company. It was something about testing blood. Yeah. And they found out that it was a complete scam and yeah. nothing. And she's just gone to prison. Yeah, I've heard about that. And she's like early 30s. She's like the crypto queen or something. No, she's, she's like... not crypto. Though. It's something to do with she developed a blood test where you can find out, you can test someone's blood within minutes rather than yeah. hours. But it was all fake from what I've read anyway. I only read a, an article on Sky News. But for what it was, it was all, all a con. They didn't have the software. They didn't know what they were doing. And they were paying off people to just keep quiet, the scientists and stuff. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And there's loads, but and the thing is, they get they make so much money so quickly. And same with these crypto guys, like the people yeah. that when um, Bitcoin was just accelerating at such a rapid rate, and then something happened and it went, yeah, and people lost like 
some of the big YouTubers that invested like lost millions overnight. Yeah, yeah. Like, just think of that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, how much money you can make so quickly and lose it even quicker. Well, no, I think that's what's not well understood with crypto is that if you sell something, someone's buying something. Yeah. Like a, a real human is buying something. Yeah. So if you, yeah, uh, let's not get into Yeah, that's no, boring, it's isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've actually gone through all my topics. I had, we've kind of discussed them all really. I've got, a, I wanted to get onto what you've been watching, but we can save that to the end because um, I've got a really good one for today. Um, anything else you wanted to chat about, my man? Um, I wanted to talk about Facebook and how they pissed me off, but I, wor- I worry if I go into that, we'll just be going on forever. Well, let's go into it. How long have we been going? We well, mentioned know. Mark Zuckerberg a second ago. Yeah. Um, so, is that Matt's first segue? That is, isn't it? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Oh, fair play, boy. Yeah, Good man. Um, go on. Getting episode two, I'm getting a hang of this podcast stuff. There we go. Um, I just, I watched his Joe Rogan podcast, right? Yeah. And he was talking about, oh, the metaverse and oh, we want people to be connected and like three hour Joe Rogan chat, Mark Zuckerberg. And, and we use Facebook a lot, right? For Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Why is it not better? Like Facebook ads and the Facebook business suite. Oh my God, yeah. Like, they change them every five seconds. Nothing fucking works. Like, I'll write out posts and I'll just fucking lose it. And it just irritates me. I know me. what you mean. So I just want to go on record and just say, Zuckerberg, sort stop worrying so much about the metaverse and, oh, we're going to be able to sit in the virtual living room, whatever. Just improve the fucking business suite and I'll be happy. Mate, in a roundabout way, though, we've quit. So we started a podcast in November 2022. Yeah. And we look back at this in 10 years' time when we've done <laughs> Got to 400 happen. episodes in 10 years' time, let's say. And we can have a different, like, the Living Room Chat podcast can be in a different virtual room every single week. We could just create a room. Yeah. You're not I, feeling that, though? I mean, if the tech's there, like, I'll do it. it but, like, I've, I'm fine just... But, no, I, I completely agree, coming back to that. So, for those that don't use Facebook for their business... There's a website behind Facebook that you use for setting up your sponsored ads, managing your page. And it is so fucking complicated, isn't it? Like, everything's in a different box. Yeah. Like, go on your audience and you've got to go here. And it's just, honestly, it is so frustrating. I totally agree. And every time yeah. I seem to do an do a ad at the moment, something's changed. Like, the categories yeah. have changed. Or you can't do that. Or you can't post that size. It's and, just annoying. And I understand, like, you know, stuff needs to update and evolve, um, but their linking with Instagram is still, to me, really glitchy. And they've owned Instagram for, what, 10 years? Um, also, I think Facebook's been really slow. Like, Stories was just copied from Snapchat. Yeah. And now Reels is just copied from TikTok. Yeah. I think they're not innovating. Yeah. They're just copying, which is fine. I mean, Apple Well, do the thing that. is, like, for if you ask... I reckon if you ask 95% of the public, what is Facebook? 95% will say it's a social media platform. Yeah. Cool. But really, it's not. It is a marketing platform. It's an ad business. They make their money from, they don't make their money from Joe Bloggs posting about what he's had for dinner, do they? <laughs> no, no. That's not how they make the money. No. Yeah. They, they, the data they get from that, then they'll introduce ads for that reason. And that's where they make their money. I suppose. So, yeah. short, so to the point I was going to get to, surely the people spending the money on Facebook. I've spent, so since I launched my business, I don't mind saying, six months ago, I've spent probably two and a half grand on Facebook marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Chunk of change. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got stuff back from it, don't get me wrong. It works. But still a lot of money to put in. That's just yeah. me, it's not my own business, when there's companies spending millions and millions yeah. of pounds on marketing. <laughs> yeah. Like surely they can just get this like just oh let's get some new coders in let's get that looking sweet business suite sweet yeah and then that's we, what I'm saying that, that's why it annoys me because I probably just spend think, more money I just think now we're now we're on the other side and we're paying for the adverts yeah and then to hear Zuckerberg just talk about all oh, Meta yeah. and all of this I just think well that's it because um I heard Google are also launching some sort of not Metaverse because obviously that's Trademark to Facebook, that's the company, sure. isn't it? But some yeah, yeah. sort of virtual reality thing to rival it. It's going to be the thing, the thing again, sense. isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I think you've got to be under 25 to use that, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously there's so many more 
And then you're going to have Metaverse, Googleverse, yeah. Instaverse. A bit, oh, it's the same as Metaverse, isn't it? But anyway, there'll be so many different... TikTok will come up with one. Yeah. TikTokverse. I, do people care, though? Like, do you care... Like, I can't get me around five at the moment. I'm on five platforms that I use. Yeah. I've got multiple Facebook pages that I run. My, my I don't run my own one. Obviously, that's just as it is. But my business yeah. one, Living Room Chat, they've got our own Facebook. Link will be in the description. Um, it's just so much to do. And then if you add on metaverses after that as well, you have like, you yeah. can have like 10 things you're going to manage. That's not life, is it? Yeah, but then uh, social social networks work if everyone's on them. Like if there's ten Facebooks, yeah, it doesn't work the same. Does no, it? good point. Good point. Um, Interesting. Anyway, I just wanted a little rant about Facebook because yeah, um, yeah, fair dues, fair enough, fair enough. So segment time. What have you been watching? watching? We need to do that jingle. I know you put like a little bit of beat over the last on yeah, the first I just episode. Found a random beat. Yeah, we need to record. You got your guitar up there, haven't you? Yeah, that should be in your screen. And I hope um, if everyone's watched this far as well, what do you think of the three camera angles? We quite like it. We want it yeah, to be like great. a professional production. And uh, it's quite cool sat here looking at all the different cameras, isn't it? I hope they're all still recording. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be shit. If I ain't got time to redo this. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you been watching? Have you got anything? I wanted to show, I'm going to throw like the thumbnail on the screen. Okay. But there's a really good YouTube video that everyone should check out about how Qatar bought the World Cup. Really? I, I'm i actually not even being um, derogatory to you. I am so interested. Yeah. I genuinely am interested in that. Like genuinely interested? Uh, genuinely, yeah. Not fake No sarcasm. Interested. No fake sarcasm. I am 100% in. Tell me all about it. So it's like, it's this YouTuber who does like deep dives into subjects. Yeah. Um, and basically looks at... Uh, how FIFA works and how the World Cup works. Yeah, the bidding process uh, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so kind of like goes around the FIFA panel worldwide and kind of joins the dots. Oh, and you can amazing. see how like the Qatari people like one by one, like a few favours here and there. Oh, um, yeah, and you can see how it happened. Because since... Uh, do you know what? That's another conversation for another day. We've talked a lot about the World Cup, but yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm intrigued to watch that. I really think that sounds amazing. Really interesting, and you can see how yeah how corrupt it is, how corrupt FIFA is basically. Yeah. Because um, I think I think there was the USA was the next highest contender for hosting the World yeah. Cup. Yeah, because England bid for this World Cup as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, because there was a clip Joy. of David Cameron there being like, oh, we need to yeah. put our best bid forward. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> That's I, how we did it, best bid. Best <laughs> bid forward. But think about how good a World Cup in England would be. be awesome. And we've got the stadiums here already. Yeah. And... No, Trafford, that's fallen down, as we said in episode one. But <laughs> but no, we have. Like, There's some incredible stadiums across the country. Yeah, and and in this video looks at Qatar. Qatar is a really small population. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's all energy money. That's another fucking thing that's annoying. Our energy bills are going up, and then over in Qatar, they've just built all of this infrastructure. Well, do you know what? They've got they... unlimited oil. I and think I'm paying it... ten pound a day for my gas. Honestly, again, it was in that half time between France and Australia yesterday. They did a little segment, three or four minute video, worth watching, about how FIFA have said this is the first carbon neutral world cup and and the, literally the guys there like you built eight brand new stadiums and he went through all of the stats behind it and just said it's, it's basically a fucking lie there's no way it's carbon neutral and what the hell are they talking about yeah. it's such a farce you build it, it actually pisses me off mate you build all of those stadiums all of that investment into qatar and then you've put a paper straw in the drink and tell us it's yeah. eco-neutral. Literally, literally. Right, do you want to watch my uh, watch my watching? Yeah, what, what are you going to put so it on the screen? So we'll put it on the screen. I'll just do a little bit of an intro to him. Um, so I found him on Instagram. His name is El Espario Siberiano. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So basically he's a Russian drummer <laughs> from one good country to the next. Uh, he's a Russian drummer but he is incredible. Obviously, I like music, as I said in my last one with um, the guy I mentioned, Harry Mack. But let me yeah. show you a couple of examples. There's one, hopefully, that's not too... It is like heavy metal, but he's just a very, very talented drummer, to be honest with you. 
I want to give you an example. Should we put it up on the screen? Yeah, we'll put it up on the screen, but I'll show you quickly and then we can do a reaction. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, so and good. you can watch him. They're like 30, 30 seconds clips, minute clips. You can just scroll through them. He's got fucking loads of them. Yeah, that's so but, good. Um, that. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in it in, in the description. Well, you can because you edit it if you want for him. El Estipario Siberiano. There I we go. Seven hundred six thousand followers on Instagram. Legend. And he's just done like just covers of different. Just songs. covers, yeah. Just covers of music and. Of of intros and stuff, but he plays a lot of them just so quick, and plays some of them one handed. Does one he, one video he was doing one handed drumming whilst drinking, and I'm thinking like, like this is incredible. Yeah. And man. the double ba like, double bass he uses, like yeah, yeah. for anyone who's never played, you you played drums before, have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you got one on your on your big bass drum. You got one. You can't see my foot. You basically put your foot down like that. Boom, 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 and you can do double double bass doo -doo 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 -doo, with two feet going. Like if you ever it's like trying to break with your or break with your right foot. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Yeah, yeah. Forward. Boof. <laughs> it's the same thing. If you try and double bass, there's a band called Trivium that used to do it. I think they were the first one of the first ones to bring it in. I used to Trivium. Do you remember Trivium? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to play that some time. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my watching. Yeah, interesting. I think it's funny. You know, we talked about my uh, musician days in the last podcast. Yeah. It's a it's a crushing reality, I think, for any musician where you can post your own music, no one gives a shit. Yeah. And you post a Blink 182 cover and everyone loves that. Yeah. He just, I mean, that was one. I just picked that one because it wasn't as heavy yeah. as everyone, because I don't know the sort of listeners we have, whether they like death metal. Maybe tame. Like me. I don't know. Anyway, there we go. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like these have been going on for a while. What's the optimum length for podcasts? I, so the main podcast, so I listen to a couple of podcasts, mm. like religiously, if when they come out, I listen to the episode. Yeah. One of the main ones varies from hour and 20 maximum two hours but it's quite long isn't it it is long but yeah. then I, I, I really enjoy like the the overlap that Gary Neville does like the uh, the fan oh, debates okay. have you seen those no they're pretty cool they're like live fan debates yeah and they have like a panel of like Roy Keynes there Jamie Carragher yeah and they kind of interview fans and they ask questions nice. they're normally about an hour long I think an yeah. hour is pretty good time yeah no fair enough because I was Cause thinking... I, Sorry, go on. Well, I was thinking shorter, but, you know, we've, we've probably gone over half an hour, haven't we? Yeah, just, just, I don't know how long we've gone. I reckon, we guessed last time perfectly, I reckon it's probably 40 minutes. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Give or well. take. Cool, should we wrap it up, though? Let's wrap it up. See everyone in the next one. Yeah, we were going to do these bi-weekly, but we're actually only 10 days after the first recording, just because we were so excited to get out again. Yeah. Um, we're also all of our socials are set up now um, so there will be a link in the description this time Matt forgot to do it last time um, we've got a link tree account with all of our access to our Facebook page YouTube page we're on Spotify um, there's Matt's profile on there there's my profile on there um, and TikTok as well so follow us on TikTok also which you're definitely yeah. managing because I don't even know how yeah, to we'll get on figure TikTok. Out TikTok you'll get on TikTok bro well I am living room chat podcast yeah you know, embrace TikTok I will with Living Room Chat podcast. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll build it from there. Cool. But yeah, be sure if you could just like, like, like and subscribe, but follow our socials. I don't know how, we, what we've got, we haven't really got a vision of how big we want to build our podcast, but no, just it'd be good to get a few like, more people watching sense, the better. Yeah. And interestingly, your brother liked the estate agency talk. I reckon next week, let's have an estate agency segment. Yeah. Um, or start the estate agency rather than we'll start with the estate agency. Yeah. But the thing anyway. is, so many, for us, we talk about estate every day. So there's always more interesting stuff to talk about. But then <laughs> yeah, again, boring. But then people, all they hear about is World Cup and football and everything else is going on in the world. So actually, maybe start with estate agency. And hopefully by next week, we will have both closed on some deals. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> My pipeline is just literally just squashing into the end. I'm going to have a massive month soon. <laughs> yeah, one month soon. But I need it now. <laughs> I really need it now. Yeah, really help feed a family this Christmas and uh, push solicitors. Absolutely. But yeah, we'll be back a week or maybe two weeks, depending on diary permitting. We've got a busy yeah. week next week, haven't we? We've got Christmas parties and so I'm yeah. volunteering at a um, local charity as well. You doing that? Is that for the cow shed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing it. 
I'm doing it on the second. The day before our Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, it's all booked up on the second for me. Oh. But so's mum volunteers there, so I'm, me and her are both doing it on Saturday. But then I've booked in the viewing for Saturday, so that's another fun. Fine. Anyway, but anyway. <laughs> we always do this. We did this the first episode, didn't we? We said we're going to end it, and then literally like five minutes, just idle chit chat. Yeah. But we will be back for episode three very soon. But make sure you check out those socials. Link is in the description or up there. I don't know which way it will go. Peace out. Thank you. Bye.